Hey guys, welcome back to the Arthritis Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hello, my name is Ben. And we're joined once again by returning guest Laura. Hello. I don't know why I keep saying guest, because she's a regular on the show. She's a regular <laughs> she's on the She's a host, podcast. David. She's just a normal host. <laughs> She's I should just, just a say, regular I'm, person. I don't know if, but here's the thing. Adam started jumping in during the name. He just jumps in and he says Adam. Whereas he's, I don't, but then a, Adam's a guest. But yeah, but he's a guest. Sorry, Adam. But he's a very precocious You're still a guest. guest. So I don't know. I feel like Laura yeah. not making that presumption. We have a tier tier list of a tier list on this of podcast. guests. I'm at the top, and then yeah. we got David. Yeah. Wait, what? Got... Sorry. Wait. Whoa. Whoa. What? <laughs> Hang on. Why are you above got, me? And then we got Laura. And then we got David. I mean. Adam. Well, David, then Adam again. I'm David on the list twice. Yeah. I don't know why I'm below you. That's fine. Um, look, it's we've been talking about Legacy, um, and I thought, you know, because we didn't have time to watch the anime that uh, one of our Patreons suggested, what we do instead is we'd look at the latest film from DC and try and assess oh, boy. and work out just what the fuck it is they're trying to do with their franchises moving forward, <laughs> and if there's anything that we can learn from their latest offering, because this week we're talking about the Legacy of Shazam. 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 Laura, uh, you gotta say it now. Shazam. Hey, wow. We all did it. Not didn't have the be same great enthusiasm. If we all turn superheroes now. Um, but that would be, be great a, if I got really buff. A really jacked. It'd be a Man, weird twist for the so show. Good. Um, look, you know, obviously Shazam is a 2019 American superhero film based on the DC Comics character of the same name. It was produced by Unilite. Produced by New Line Cinema and distributed by Warner Bros. Pictures, and it's the seventh installment of the DC EU. Can we not? Can we not call it that? Why is it's, it there is not there is they no, haven't officially named it. <laughs> there is no DC EU. It's just a smattering of loosely it's related just a films. bunch of films that they have. Well, they're trying to do the same thing as Marvel. They tried. They the failed at every step. I think, except for this step. This step is a good it's, step. Well, did you guys see Aquaman? <laughs> No, because it was quite. Because well, it that? was pretty good. I, no, I don't I watch mean, I'll garbage. I'll probably watch it at some point. I don't when watch it's out on a streaming garbage about the worst that's superhero. What I do with movies that I don't care enough to see in theaters. That's the worst fair. superhero. It's as good as this. It's the worst superhero. Uh, oh, Aquaman. Yes. Yeah, but it's the highest grossing DC f- film of all time. That's really sad. Which is saying something. Wow. Like, More than really? Wonder Woman. Uh, Did they get that because of? Aquaboy. Like, I don't know. They just did. Um, Jason Momoa is not a look. Not a great. He was in Game of Thrones. They made him. They makes it worse. Care about him because he was in Game of they, Thrones. They they gave him a role that suits him, and he just did that. <laughs> what the worst superhero? The yeah, big yeah. the big dumb boy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's whatever. Yeah, I kind of talk- like a blonde Aquaman. He's kind of silly. I like the OG. I like, if they gave him scales and a blonde hair. I don't know trident. what to tell you. He um, has a trident. I didn't decide to make him Jason Momoa. You guys are coming at me like it was my choice. Um, look, well, let's let's get into the summary. Um, I don't even know what even to think about this film. So before we do that, just let's do a quick roundtable. Ta- round ben, what'd you think? I liked it. I think it's good. Yeah? I think it's... You prefer it over DC's other stuff? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. What I about think... Wonder Woman? Yeah. yeah i'm kind of like i think it was better <laughs> i think it is i don't I know wonder, Wo- wonder woman's like a this is like the um this is like the ant-man of the dceu that's a good way like, it's just like oh, a yeah. good it's yeah. like Perfectly whereas fun. like wonder woman's like it's the captain america like, of the dc yeah. films so it's like they're so just where, where like this is kind of weird and left field and like and it's like it's on its own like it doesn't yeah it, yeah, yeah it's it doesn't a, rely on the other films right and it could have almost been directed by Edgar Wright but it wasn't it could have been like yeah it's like it's not like Wonder 
sorry, Wonder Woman has to be in like the um Yeah, it literally starts with her like, and Batman talking. Like it's <laughs> um, yeah. Justice League has yeah. to have Wonder Woman in it, but like this could be anything. Shazam is just like uh, he can is it, do this his feels own thing. like like what the, the early X Men films feel like, where they're like they're they're Marvel, yeah, but it's like they're not really Marvel. Um, they're kind of on their own. Hold on to that thought, because oh, I have no. a thing that's gonna blow your fucking mind. Okay, later. sure. Anyway, Laura. Okay. Yeah, Laura, table. what'd you think? Yeah, I had fun. Like, yeah, wasn't yep. my favorite thing ever, but I had fun. Okay, okay. Um, I am much the same. I thought it was fine. Um, I, well, I had a great viewing experience. I went by myself to the theater, which is my favorite <laughs> thing to do. Um, and I had, I took in, I didn't, I took in a flask of not alcohol. Uh, and I got myself a big. What did you take in a flask of then? Rum. <laughs> That's alcohol. <laughs> for, for the purposes of, uh, for legal purposes, it was not rum. It oh, was okay. water. I took in uh, and I had myself uh, a pretty relaxed evening seeing Shazam. Um, I thought it was okay. There's some stuff in it that I want to unpack that is either really deep or really dumb. Uh, and I, I think it's a really interesting kind of, I think it's an interesting yardstick for what DC are looking to do in the future. But I don't necessarily know if it achieves the ambition that it's set out to in kind of establishing itself as that unique force in this Jesus universe. Christ David you really we just asked you what you <laughs> thought of the movie you don't know well to... okay. definitely I would say our viewing experience was definitely not that we went to see it with both of, of my sisters and both of their partners and then um, like also just like an additional friend okay yeah and then we <clears throat> went to a cinema that had reclined oh seats. my god God? Oh my god, yeah, ben they was, were comfy. Yeah, ben was, was going on them. about it. Uh, yeah, and then I, at the end, someone dropped a ring. Okay. A very important ring. Well, I guess in that case, what better way to get into the summary? I don't know how to segue from that. Um, don't drop rings, people. We spent like 10 minutes looking for it. Yeah. We found it. But. But. That's a waste of 10 minutes of your life. Okay. In 1974, upstate New York, young Thaddeus Savannah is arguing with his father and brother during a car trip where he is transported to the Rock of Eternity, a magic temple hidden in another dimension. He meets the ancient wizard Shazam, the last of the Council of Seven Wizards, who has spent centuries searching for a new champion who is pure of heart, after the previous champion went mad, releasing the seven deadly sins upon the world. Thaddeus is tempted by the sins, entrapped in statues, and is deemed unworthy and banished back to Earth. Upon returning, he makes a scene trying to go back, which causes the car to swerve and crash. His father ends up crippled, and his older brother blames the incident on him. In present-day Philadelphia, foster kid Billy Batson runs afoul of the law while searching for his birth mother, and is placed in a group hunt run by Victor and Rosa Vasquez with five other foster kids, Mary Brumfield, okay, Pedro Penea, uh, Eugene Choi, Dala Dudley, and Freddie Freeman, Billy's roommate and superhero enthusiast. Meanwhile, an adult Savannah... Uh, embittered by his rejection as a boy, discovers a way to return to the Rock of Eternity. There, he steals the Eye of Sin, becoming the Sin's vessel, and besting the wizard before returning to the Earth to kill his father and brother. At school, Billy saves Freddy from bullies and is chased into the subway, where Shazam magically summons Billy, chosen as the new champion. By calling Shazam's name, Billy is transformed into an adult superhero now endowed with the wizard's name. Thanking Billy, Shazam the wizard turns to dust, leaving behind his staff. Returning home, Freddy helps Billy explore the extent of his newfound powers. Electricity manipulation, invulnerability, super strength, hyperspeed, higher intelligence, and flight. Freddy's video of Shazam testing his powers becomes a viral sensation, and Billy begins skipping school to use his powers for money and fame. 
Seeing Champion Shazam save a boss on the news, Sivana easily defeats him and demands he surrender his powers, but he transforms back into Billy and escapes in the crowd. From the news, Sivana deduces Billy's identity and abducts Freddy to find Billy. At the Vasquez home, the other children also deduce Billy's secret and tell him they have found his mother, who lives nearby. Billy meets his mom, learning she abandoned him when she was a single teenage mother. Savannah calls Billy, having taken his foster siblings hostage, and Billy as Shazam agrees to give Savannah his powers to spare the life of his family. Savannah and Shazam travel to the Rock of Eternity, where Savannah takes the wizard staff, but the siblings follow and attack Savannah. Shazam uses the distraction to stun Savannah and realizes that Savannah loses his powers when all the sins leave his body. Savannah consequently pursues Shazam and his siblings to a winter carnival, unleashing the sins upon the crowd there within. As Wrath battles Shazam, the other Sins capture his family, demanding his powers. However, when Savannah recalls the Sins, Shazam uses the opportunity to take the staff and stun Savannah once again. Remembering the wizard's words, Billy uses the staff to share his powers, transforming his siblings into adult superheroes like him. Shazam breaks the staff and battles Savannah, while his siblings distract the Sins. Shazam baits Envy out of Savannah's body, leaving Savannah powerless, and takes him back to the Eye of Sin, which recaptures all of the Sins. Billy and his family are hailed as heroes, and Billy embraces his foster family as his true family and home. Returning the Eye and the Sins to their prison, Billy and siblings realize now the vacant Rock of Eternity can be their new hideout. <laughs> later, ass, man. later, Billy arrives at school in his Shazam form to have lunch with his siblings, revealing he has invited Superman, much to Freddy's joy. In a mid-credits scene, the imprisoned Savannah is approached by Mr. Mind with a proposal for claiming he can give Savannah his Fucking powers back. Oh. In a post-post-credits scene, okay. Freddy tests whether Shazam's champion form has fish telepathy like Aquaman, yep. which Billy dismisses as stupid. <laughs> it's a f- I like it. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I like that. It's a little fun. A little fun like a little the worst superhero. Exactly. Yeah, it's fun. That's a fun one. Um, yeah, what jumps out at you in that? Because that's a weird story, right? Uh, what jumps out at me is that that's like a, it's like a two-hour-long film, and it's like a, that's a fucking wild ride, and man. like not a lot I, really I, happens. Like, yeah, there's a um, lot of time dedicated to you, this film is set in like present day. How did it take someone that long to film the weird shit? I'm well, actually, what we see at the start to... of Justice League, Superman's got a. F- someone's a kid's filming and being like what's your favorite part about humanity yeah like, no i know but sorry, like the, the when like they're taken to like the rock of whatever it's called mm-hmm. like how how did it take them that long for someone to pull out a phone and film oh, the weird you shit you know i that's a good point um it's very oh, chronicle right. in that way i mean i suppose just i don't know if you just like I, it's a good point but like from know. a universe continuity perspective i think they're less concerned with that stuff now. It shows, and I think that's why this film works, is they weren't trying to be like, but how does this work in a world with Batman? Like, they were just trying to tell a good story. Yeah, um, well, I felt the, like, similarities to, like, the um the Marvel uh, TV shows, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, they're in a post-Avengers world, but the story that they're telling is is just, it's only really, it only really cares about, like, a small, like, such a small area where... You know, it's you know, you get little tidbits of like the extended universe. Where in this, yeah. you know, you get the you get Superman, it's you get like, the yeah, Batarang. Super- Superman exists in this. Yeah, movie. yeah. And, like, the Batarang like, is makes there. Makes a cameo at the end, but like, right. he's not or at a least part a man with like, a very 
him existing doesn't have any bearing on the story, which is good. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a crucial thing. Is it's not the story doesn't rely on the existence of those other heroes for it to function. Yeah. Um, yeah. It re- it sort of in a way relies on the existence of heroes and this being a world where heroes are a thing. And right, because it's a comic book film. Well, it's like um, well, and also because Freddy being like obsessed with superheroes and being the superhero expert is like I know all this stuff about but all like these the, heroes and all their powers and stuff. Yeah, right. the, sto- the story still works except for the bit where Superman appears. The story still works if this was a universe where Freddy just likes comic books yeah and he's and like the batarang he has is like a replica and like the bullet he has is like a like a set it's like from a from like the superman film like the film still works as him being it's like oh you're super how do you have this power do you have this power and like it's it still works it doesn't rely yeah on like batman existing because logan kind of does a similar thing with his comic books in that universe but they're not necessarily accurate um what's well, got that's weird because it literally has x-men comics well, no, that, 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 in that, logan but that, that's what i mean though is it's like you could do the same thing where there because in this universe there are comic books based on yeah. the superheroes oh they yeah, did do that oh, okay yeah there's okay. like gets, justice league comics gets weird i don't know it's but it, like, I i'm not a fan of that i don't, I don't <laughs> I didn't love, like it in logan i don't, I don't like it either. i don't love it um let's talk quickly about the structure because okay when we talk a lot about like hero's journey arch plots and like narrative and valence shifts and stuff yeah this film and i don't say this in like i'm not trying to be like clever or coy this film is like literally the hero's journey and i don't mean like oh it follows the hero's journey i mean it's like <laughs> it literally is right like the like word for word i want to read you what joseph <laughs> like campbell beat for beat beat for well not even but like it the way that joseph campbell described it in in yeah. the preface to the hero's journey oh, okay. is this film it's like someone picked it up and went page three and went yeah we could do that um, I'm going to read you this quote, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Like, it's fucking wild to me. This is from A Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell, which yeah. is where the kind of idea originated. He didn't necessarily popularize the universality of the journey itself, but he was one that first pitched it. So he says, I quote, this is his pitch for the hero's journey. A hero ventures forth from the world of common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered, and a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons upon his fellow man. That's literally this fucking story. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I know that often we're like, oh, it reinvents the hero's journey. <laughs> Billy goes from the regular world into a fucking fantastic place. He has a great victory over evil and he gives people powers when he gets back. Yeah. That's this fucking story. And yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That someone was like, oh yeah, we can just do it literally. And it still works. Fair enough. Yeah. I think the... um. It just as like a yeah, it's 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 a good standalone superhero film because mm-hmm. of that. Like I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and they they had they have like two kids, and they were like, ah, oh, I like mentioned that like you know on on the Anzac Day, it's like yeah, I'll probably go to a dawn service and I'm gonna watch Avengers Endgame because mm-hmm. that comes out comes out on the same day. Mm-hmm. Well, you're gonna be tired. Yeah, it's gonna suck. Um, <laughs> you need to have like an. You afternoon. can have a nap. Yeah, I have a nap. You need um, to have a nap. And they were like, "Oh, like I want to take my kids to see a film. Like, should I take them to see that?" And I was like, "Well, are they like? I was like, are they super into Marvel?" And they're like, "Yeah, not really." And I was like, "Yeah, it's yeah, probably not. a bit too much then." And I was like, "And I was like, I was like, oh, but you should take them to see Shazam." Yeah. She was like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Well, it's it's like a superhero film, but it's like it's really good, it's really and chill. it's like you can just watch it on its own." You, yeah and it, like for me that's like such a it's such like a spider-man one like sam raimi spider-man one it's such a even like a yeah. to a lesser degree like something like homecoming no stick with the sam raimi thing because yeah because yeah, de- yeah, it is yeah. definitely it's it's it, just, it has a lot of that but the other okay even but, like down to the sort of the the where a big part of the story is him finding his powers and whereas it's got opposed that- to as opposed to homecoming which is 
sort of the modern Spider-Man origin story. I, or I, I like would, I would, I would, all the I, amazing Spider-Man. Where the, it's like he kind of gets his powers really quickly. And then yeah. because everyone knows what Spider-Man does... They don't. The film doesn't really take a lot of time to explain what it is. The thing that I would, the thing that I would say is that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man One is more interested in as he gets them. How does he learn what he should do with them? Yeah, that's that's what. Whereas I think like Homecoming is like, how is he a superhero? Whereas I think this is the same. It's like now that you have them, do you give into temptation or do you? Yeah, because Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, he does the same thing where he gets the boxing stuff. Like he's, he's doing like the wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. You oh know? yeah yeah. Very much the same <laughs> parallel. <know. laughs> we'll get to that later because yeah. this this film is. David, I gotta, I gotta ask. Um, yeah, are you? Were you at all familiar with the with Shazam in the comics? Or? I'm familiar with Shazam as part of the ensemble of the Justice League. I've never read a standalone Shazam okay. comic story. Um, my entire exposure to him is through the lens of okay. um, Grant Morrison's um, Justice League runs. But so did you know anything about Mr. Mind? I don't know Mr. Mind. I still don't know anything about Mr. Mind, really. I googled um, it. It's fucking insane. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I don't... All I know is I watched a comic tropes video and I was like, okay, he's a legit thing. I'm not familiar with that. I know that in the current run or in the new 52 that Shazam's family are also Shazam. Like, that stuff I was kind of aware of. Yeah. Um, but I the thing that I'm aware of of him as a character is that he... He's interesting because he's he's a bit like Spider-Man, which is interesting to draw that parallel because both of those people are characters, they're kids trying to be superheroes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in in the comics, at least, Peter Parker, when he joins the Avengers, is trying to be Captain America. He's like, that's my hero, he's that's trying my to be, idol. He's trying to be Iron Man. Well, in the in the films, he's trying to be Iron Man. In the comic books, he's trying to be Captain oh, America. Because yeah. Captain America is the virtuous one. He's yeah. the good yeah. dude. Um, and it, I don't know, I, it's the same thing here. It's like, you're trying to be Superman, you're trying to be this character that is wholesome. And that, but, but then it's that question of like, well, do you do, you do that or do you, do you give into temptation? Yeah, well, they even um, draw that parallel really well in this film because a lot of the, f- pretty much every like first like attempt they make to find what powers he have, it's like, can you fly? It's like, yeah. do you, can you can like can you fly like Superman? And then it's like, can you can you have you got the laser eyes? And it's like, if you yep. and it's only like, you know, only accidentally do they find out that he's got super speed because it's like, who gives a shit about the Flash? Because they know? never check. Because it's Flash <laughs> isn't a cool one, and it's like, you know, so is he rich? No, he can't be Batman. Yeah, like you know, but but I is he resistant to fire? Is he resistant? To, yeah, is he retarded to flames? This <laughs> can he punch a bunch of men and have braces? Like <laughs> he's got he's got super strength. They're like, all right, we got that one. You know? Got that yeah. big tick on that boy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It it is curious to me that even though all of those elements are present, it, it does it is very much like an early two thousands comic book hero story, yeah. and and that's fine. My concern is the same thing I have with Sam Raimi's films, where in about five years from now, how much is this going to have aged? How much is it going to feel? Because it is very camp and cheesy, and it's like the power of family saves the day, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. But one thing I've noticed about those Sam Raimi films is they they feel cheesy, and they feel overwritten, and they feel like they were hammed up to an extent that... Oh, you mean that, that, that scene that everyone takes the piss out of? No, because I defend that scene to my death, because <laughs> I think that's brilliant. The, the scene that Laura's referring to, quick aside, is the scene where Peter Parker in the third Spider-Man film oh, okay. is strutting about in like a say, suit. We're talking finger about Spider-Man 3, right? Finger-gunning yeah. girls. Yeah. And the reason I think that scene works brilliant, this is a total tangent, <laughs> and I, I will fight anyone in this fucking scene. The reason that scene is brilliant is that is the symbiote Jumping into Peter Parker's brain and saying, "What does nerdy Peter Parker think cool dudes cool. do?" Oh yeah, no, no, no. He, he thinks I they cool. Agree. Yeah, they yeah, wear yeah. cool suits. All the chicks dig them, and they're like strutting down the street being cool. <laughs> yeah, because Peter Parker is a fucking science oh. nerd who doesn't yeah. know any better. That scene no, is I, fantastic. That it's scene hilarious. is genius so well made, and a yeah. pivotal part of what could have made that film a good film. The film is terrible, but I will defend <laughs> that scene to my fucking grave. Come fight me, don't at me. But 
this this film very much has that vibe. Except that there is this element in this film which is kind of weird, which is this like horror element in it. It's kind of there's a few jump scares. The stuff in the Rock of Eternity starts off as a bit spooky. Um, I don't know. It's it's got a. I don't know about jump scares. There was no point where I really jumped. Yeah, no, there's no point where Laura jumped. It's fine. Like. I I didn't I didn't scare Ben at any point uh, in this film. I mean the I this scene, not as bad as Captain Marvel. No, I mean <laughs> no, this, I did scare you guys. In the Captain scene Marvel. where the bad guy goes to the boardroom meeting and murders everyone there—that's oh, that's a bit that's, heavy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's probably the most. Yeah, that's probably the heaviest part of this film, and yeah. I think that's the sins are really creepy. I, I just think yeah. to- tonally, it it manages to be. So Patrick and I were talking about this earlier, and I, and I, I think one of the things DC did well was trying to make comic books a little bit grimmer and darker. The execution right. was the problem. And what I like here is that they've retained some of those elements of grimness and darkness, but they've let it still be a fun, silly story. Well, I think, I think the, the, like, the, biggest, like, the biggest reason why, for me at least, I think it works so well is how well a job, and I don't know his name, but the actor for Adult Shazam. Zachary Levi? Right, like how good a job he does portraying an adult version of a kid who has turned into a superhero. It is so believable. I and like it's the kind of thing where when you're watching it, you don't see it as oh, he's like an old guy now. This is he's just like big and buff anymore. Like you, you still see it as the same kid who isn't the best actor in the film, but you still see it as this kid who's just now big and buff. I didn't buy it. You didn't I, buy it? I, his, Dude, I, I bought it Hull Island Sinker. Totally uh, I 100% the, bought it. Uh, How could you not buy it? Uh, one, I didn't buy the, the, I didn't buy the others. No, what, what like I did the other older versions. What no, what, what I I bought the fact that he was an adult. That he's exactly what happened if a kid became an adult superhero. The thing I didn't buy is that he was the same character as Billy. Billy Batson in that story is like a little bit more brooding and like a has a bit more edge to him. I th- I, I, and, 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 and maybe I, I, for me I know that there's a throwaway line in it where it's like the reason he acts like way more camp and extreme is like because he's like way more smart so he realizes that being brooding like I, there's a throwaway line that solves that for me right but I found it constantly distracting that he was because Billy Batson in this is a really interesting character even though some of the acting isn't great like he's interesting and then when he Shazam he loses some of the depth that I f- that I thought was going to make that a compelling kind of how do you act into this superhero role when you do have some of that darker stuff going on? Well, I think I think it's for me mm-hmm. at least it the the sort of the way they blocked it out in terms of like the narrative mm-hmm. in the sense that when he turns into Shazam, he stays Shazam for a very long time. Yeah, because he, yeah. he doesn't know how to turn back for for one, and then he they also they don't give him a lot of opportunities to turn back mm-hmm. like fairly early. So you get to have a lot of time with Shazam and Freddy, which I think. Like, that interaction between those two characters is quite... I think it's quite good. It sells the story to me. Yeah, and I think it's mostly because of What's-His-Face playing Shazam. I think he... Zachary Levi. I think he very much pulls the best out of the actor for Freddy. Yeah. Um, Because I think when when it's... I mean, it may just because I found, like, the broody... Broody bats in a bit... (laughs) bit he's, obnoxious I, I would like to buy your finest beer please but he's but that, that's the thing right like he's but that's that's not what billy would say that that's where i'm getting at is like i don't think billy would ever say that regardless of whether he's shazam that's the bit i didn't buy because he's right, a, okay. he's a kid from like the wrong side of the tracks he would know what to say in that situation that was where i had a bit of dissonance but well, I, f- I for me like i when when he comes off the subway system 
and he's like walking through and he's this big buff boy and he's like confused i was like immediately reminded of like the born beautiful yesterday trope yeah where it's just like this there's they're, they're very much doing it like a fish out of water kind of reversal of the trope where he's getting like leered at by a lot of women because he's wearing like spandex he's this big beefy he's boy jacked, yeah. and it's like i was like oh like they're doing i was like okay that's kind of funny it's very much like a born beautiful yesterday thing and I think they kept... Yeah, it keeps going. Yeah, they kept that with his character throughout most of those early phases. I can see that, And yeah. I think for me it worked because I was just like, this is an interesting and funny inversion of a relatively disgusting and sexist trope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is this is good and wholesome. I can it's get behind like, it. Yeah, it's, it's just a kid and it kind of... Because yeah. it's just so ridiculous. It brings home <laughs> the point that he's just a kid and maybe he hasn't done some of these more adult things. Right. I I, I agree. I'm I'm totally with you there. It I just... think I think once he becomes Shazam, Billy Batson's character becomes a bit more believable in terms of like his broodiness. I think before that, it's like it's kind of like confusing what he is as a character. You're like he's really smart because he's able to like trick these cops. So he's like obviously very charismatic, and he's very like clever and able to weasel his way around social situations and he's tracking down his mother which obviously takes a lot of like smarts and resources mm-hmm. and like know-how but then it's yeah. after once he becomes shazam and he's just like oh the power of family he kind of mellows out as a character you're, he's not suddenly solving fucking crimes and shit well you're right he's not breaking into police cars hacking into their well, fucking but, systems but, and scanning for specific okay, names yeah like they like that that introduction to a character was just like oh he's like a young batman basically where but he's then, just but this then, hacker bastard but then what happens is that i think that's the difference though right is what happens is he has a family that he can rely on that's what changed that's the difference between him and batman i agree yeah I batman, think- batman isolates himself yeah. in pursuit of that stuff whereas he's finally able to relax and be like i can't rely on these people yeah I, and that's a fucking wholesome message for a superhero film yeah i think um I wanted to touch on this. Actually, you know what? Let's let's do this first, and then I'll kind of wrap my point up about the Sam Raimi stuff and everything okay. like that. Um, do you guys think this is a better superhero origin story than Captain Marvel? Ooh. That's a hard one. It's an interesting question because they're so different, even though they both tackle the same kind of idea, which is setting up a superhero, setting up a villain. Um, one of them's in an established universe. The other one's DC. That is uh, Captain America to... was early, though. I said Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Sorry, Brie I heard, Larson's Captain I heard Marvel. Captain, and then the rest just went. <laughs> Cap- Captain Marvel. Marvel. Oh. Captain Marvel. Right, not Captain Marvel, who is <laughs> actually idiot. Shazam. Right, yes. okay. <laughs> not Captain Marvel, who is the character? Who Shazam. is Shazam? But Captain yes. Marvel. Captain Marvel, like DC's license to the name Captain Marvel lapsed, and they had to start using Shazam, and then the name of the character for good, Shazam. which is yeah. good because it's a fucking but- scumbag move. Well, in 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 Marvel's defense, they got around it by making it Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> which is well, great. which is hilarious, yeah, but yeah. Well, still, then they stuck with scummy it. on DC. The, part. Initially, yeah. they were making a character called Captain Marvelous, who would be a competitor to to superhero Superman. Superman, that was the idea. Yeah, and then it became yeah. a woman, and everything got better after that. Yeah. Um, just, anyway, question. just like most things, do you think it's a better or- a superhero origin story than Captain Marvel, Laura? I don't know. This is. Do you I, know what I mean? I, see, there's there's things that I, I they're really completely about different because it's like, um. You know, They're Captain so Marvel kind of being the female perspective, sort of, and like having that thing where it's like her experiences being really shaped by growing up as a woman and not being able to do all the things that men can do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think it's complicated, but I-, I don't think Captain Marvel is an origin story. Ooh. There, I said it because it's not. Fine. It's not an origin story. It's a well, 
it's a it's like a I don't know. I it's, mean, it's it's kind of about her growing it's into the like the persona. Of it's the Bucky Captain story Marvel. from like, the Winter Soldier. She's not a superhero before that film. Like, she's, which is not an origin story. She's powerful. Like, she's powerful the whole way through. Yeah. But it's about her growing into that. Like, mate, there's literally a scene where she gets her powers. Stuff like it, it's her growing into becoming a hero and like being like. I don't think it's an guy. origin story. You fucking cop out. I, I don't. Do you think? Okay. It's, do you, if if you had to. Okay. You know what? Uh, but I'll answer your question. No, I think Captain Marvel's better. <sighs> like I, it's it's more interesting. I think I think Captain Marvel's a this. Better f- okay, I think Captain Marvel's a better film. But, yeah, I agree. I but, agree with that. But as a way to set up a character, uh, I think that Shazam. Well, as a way to set up a character in a universe that is not as well established as an yeah, origin if, story. If you, if, yeah, and if you're trying to establish yeah. a character from ground zero, from like kind of like like Spider Man, like Captain America, which is where I thought this comparison was going, <laughs> like uh, like an Iron Man from right. a from a from a perspective of regular human that becomes superhero, because Captain Marvel starts with alien society. On a non-human planet, with her, yeah. with her powers, and the normal human stuff is like flashbacks. Yeah, but that's that's just but even then. That's just like a way of telling that's just that story, external... but kind of in reverse. Right, but that's just external genre setting. It's still the hero's journey. It's the same plot. I'm not saying it's not a hero's journey, but when you're 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 comparing a very traditional superhero origin story, yeah, which is you know your Batman's your. Superman to a degree. You're, yeah, I was gonna say Man of Steel, kind of. Yeah, not really, because he's also an alien. But Green Lantern is like the typical touch point. That yeah, I oh, it's yeah. the most, it's the most, a, the most you know, typical. You're, you're comparing yeah. that, which is a very tried and true. This is just a regular Joe with a regular job, and he some some mysterious thing happens, and he's bestowed. He gets with a ring, or there's an accident. Yeah. Whereas Captain Marvel is, she's an established, powerful figure. In like a fucking like special operatives unit, where she has powers, she just doesn't use them, and then fi- she finds out more about her past and realizes that she's been fighting for the bad guys this whole time. Well, I and mean, her, the, the her being a normal human and like having to gain her power still happens. It just happens in a different order in the film. I Laura's right. I know what you're saying. I know the point you're making, which is that the comparison is difficult. That's why I'm interested in the comparison because what it speaks to me is that. These, these, the point I'm trying to get at is these films try and do very different things. One of them is trying to set up a character in a universe in a way that is interesting in a universe that's done it ten times. Mar- Marvel, Mar- Marvel is trying to do an origin story in a way that is still interesting after we've seen five versions of Iron Man 1. So what I feel is that with Captain Marvel, her... Her interaction with like the normal world is more of a downfall for her character. That's like that's like the major conflict. What do you what do you what do you mean by that? Like when she comes, when she starts investigating about her past, and she realizes that all all these memories that she has. I should have rewatched Captain Marvel for this question. Bloody hell! Sorry, I've I kind of know. snuck. I, you know, like thing. when she meets her, the you you're not really presented much of a story between her. And her best friend, you're kind of just shown the aftermath of their interactions when she thinks that she's died and she's come back. Whereas with Shazam, it's like him, he joins this family at his lowest point. Mm-hmm. Well, not his lowest point. He joins the family at a low point. Yep. And then they build him up, and then there's a lowest point. And then, yep. like, it's 
hit the real world for him is more of a crescendo whereas for captain marvel the real world is like a oh jesus christ i've been i've been on the wrong side this whole time That's such a good point and when she when he when when shazam fights for good when shazam does a good thing he fights for the real world he fights for his family whereas when like captain marvel fights She's like fighting against an alien invasion. <laughs> that is such an in- like no, it's you, just, not, not no. like an alien invasion per se. No. You know, the final point doesn't end up being the alien invasion. It ends up being save this race of aliens from extinction. Ben's Ben's kind of right though, and I, I I agree. But Ben's Ben's right in the sense that the thesis of the films are so different. You're you're totally right. Like the the way that those characters are written, and I, I see exactly what you mean now. In that in that Captain Marvel as a character, Carol Danvers as a character is is fighting against something, whereas Shazam is, like, fighting for the reclamation or for the development of his maturity. That's my mug. Um, uh, <laughs> All right. Um, Good to know. I totally agree. That's a really interesting point. That was what I was trying to get to, because I knew you fucking had something in your brain about it, and I, I just wanted to find right. out what it was. Um, You're like that teacher that, like, keeps asking He's like questions. a good teacher. It's almost I like just, he's had some good teachers It's almost before. like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, okay, let me try and wrap all this up for you in relation to the Sam Raimi stuff, in relation to everything we've okay. talked about. Um, I'm going to probably blow your lid. All right. Okay. I will so, prepare my lid for blowing. It's either going to... This is my meta reading. It's either going to work really well or it's going to be terrible, so... I'm very sorry. I don't want you to tense. I'm going to cut that out. Right. Um, <laughs> that's not keeping in the edit. Um, so, as we talked about before, like, the, you know, the, the, the weird horror thing is kind of in the story a little bit. It was a bit more in Aquaman with the trench people that were fucking creepy. Didn't watch it. Uh, it's fine. Um, a note that I want to point out for you is that the director of Shazam is David Sandberg who is best known for directing Lights Out, one of the best horror films of recent memory, and Annabelle Creation, a Conjuring spin-off. Uh, so this is a horror director. DC keeps doing this. They keep hiring horror directors to direct <laughs> okay. their superhero film. Which is odd, but It's sure. weird. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, the other thing that I want to point out is that the story itself is a collaboration between Darren Lemke and Henry Gaiden. Gaiden, you'll be interested to know, worked on Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. Ooh. Ooh, Spider-Man 3, not 1 or 2, the, 3. The more you think about it, okay. the more it starts to make sense. Yeah. The films have a lot in common. And while Gaiden was only a PA for that film, it's clear that Raimi's, uh, Raimi's bombastic, like, uh, s- like super earnest, like, courage and family and, like, everything is yep. the central thesis of our I story. Mean, I kind of love that. It's kind of sincere. It's I, sincere, but the, but the issue is <laughs> if you do it well, it ages brilliantly. And if you, like, if you do it well and you, you have a great message about your you got film. you go to Spider-Man 2. you got to Spider-Man 2 is, like, a fabulous version of yes. that. Um, whereas you look at some older stuff like X-Men 1 doesn't necessarily work. X-Men 3 doesn't hold up. There, there, <laughs> Most there is, of the X-Men films don't do it very well. <laughs> there is a way to do that which feels like it's a relatable and um, going to sort of stand the test of time. My concern with this film is that there are elements of it, like the family stuff works, but the idea of the solution to your film being, I have to trust my family, but now also the superheroes. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> like, a better film would have gone, I have to trust my family because they're ordinary. Yeah. That would have been a much more, for me and as a writer, like that would have been, so, like my editor, Aaron, would have been like the first thing in that draft of that script. Yeah. He would have said, why no, are they super? You can't transform. The point yeah. you have to yeah. make is that Billy can only save the day when he becomes himself again, because the point of the story is that it's about who you are underneath, not what you do that defines you. Because that is what D- 
DC is about. DC is about those fucking morals and those lessons. And if Christopher Nolan's films taught DC anything, it's that the way you make earnest films that stand the test of time is you have a lesson which is consistent with the actual source material and the film you're making. And this, for me, is a film that is so close to hitting that mark, but they they kind of get to that end point and they go, yeah, the, fa- the, uh, the comic book, everyone is, the family's Shazam, everyone's a Shazam. Yeah. Like it, yeah. yeah. Like in the comic book, Shazam has a bunch of sidekicks. Better have and those. Also, Mister Mind needs to be a thing. Right. It'd so be like, remember that caterpillar from the beginning. Right. It'd be, it'd be, be like during that fight with fucking Superman and Zod, which is not very good. But like in that fight, if like fucking Superdog turned up, and you're like, what? <laughs> and he's turned the same today, and you're like, I didn't. Bork, bork, bork. I didn't think bork, we were bork, doing bork. that. I don't know. It's, it's a poor analogy, but I guess my point, the, my my underlying point that I want to wrap up on is, I think the film does a great job of what it's trying to achieve, but. It's limited a little bit by playing it a little safe and not going like it's earnest, but it's not earnest enough right. in its execution of those ideas. And I would love to see more of that. I'm excited to see what they do next. And that is something I have not said about DC before. No. Because this for me inspired faith that they can just go wait to tell a good story. Are they doing another Suicide Squad? Uh, it's a reboot, but it's not a reboot because it has yeah, the same th- actors. And it's it, by James have, Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. They, yeah, he's they hired in. James Gunn. Yeah. Let's. Post show. Let's, let's talk about that in the post show. Uh, you gonna uh, have any recommendations for this week? What have you guys been catching up on? What you've been watching, uh, reading, I've started listening to? playing Pokemon Crystal again. Well, <sighs> for the first time, really. Are you Just... playing? Are you playing the actual game on a Game Boy? Uh, you yes, many Game the original. Boys? Okay. The original. How does it hold up to our hacked ROM Liquid Crystal? Uh, that was good. Hey, <laughs> it's. It's weird, all of the like stuff that's in Liquid Crystal that I was like, oh, this is just in because this is a ROM hack of uh, Fire Red and Leaf Red. It's like, no, it's in the original game. Yeah, a lot it's of it surprisingly is. surprisingly advanced yeah. um, for a Game Boy Color Okay, I'm not sure if that counts as a recommendation, though, because that uh, game is as old as dirt. <laughs> fucking Evangelion, Neon Genesis oh, Evangelion. Yeah. I'm gonna, because we're still watching it. What have we been? What have we watched recently? Uh, Pretty much all my media consumption happens with Laura. Yeah, so. we rewatched Pride and Prejudice. You rewatched BBC, it? No, 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 no. BBC that was series. no, no. I've okay. already recommended. We've that. talked about that before. I talked about that. Um, yeah. uh, you rewatched it. I so basically, it. you guys have nothing new for. Okay, that's fine. Well, I mean, I've been listening to the Persona Five soundtrack because. Yeah, that's a good record. I like that. That's great. Um, I like that. Yep. Yeah, because Joker just came out for um, right the Smash. Yeah, the Smash. Uh, so my oh, only sure. my only recommendation is that oh, I've thank God you've only got one this time. It's just the one. I've j- it's going to be more than one. I just finished. Um, I just finished Supermarket, uh, which is uh, Logic's book, uh, Bobby Hole. It's fucking great. It's really weird. It's yeah. just like a sci-fi romance thing. It's really cool, interesting. I highly recommend it. Um, one of the weirdest books I've read in a long time. Uh, Otherwise, I've been peeping like an alarming amount of Funhouse lately. Of course, you have two of them. Of um, you have I just one. said it was going to be more than one. Uh, uh, so go check out Funhouse on YouTube. They're a good lot, and uh, some of my favorite boys from Inside Gaming. That's it. Okay, um, two, <laughs> only two. All right. Uh, otherwise, where can people find us? <laughs> Facebook at DCMWorks Social. YouTube. YouTube.com/slash DCMWorks. Twitter at DCM underscore Works. Patreon. Patreon.com/slash DCMWorks. Uh, our subscriptions start at $3 a month. You get access to everything at $3. You can step it up to $6 to get some exclusive rewards and discounts on merchandise and my book. Uh, you get access to over 65-plus episodes of behind-the-scenes content, as well as all kinds of exclusive early access to videos, Patreon-exclusive video essays. You can actually watch... The only place you can watch my video essay on Spider-Man Homecoming is if you are a Patreon so check that out if you're interested. Otherwise, you also get to see our post show, which if you're watching live, we're about to do. The only way to see it is to watch the show live or subscribe to us on Patreon. So if you're watching live, stick around. If you're a Patreon, 
Thanks for hanging out. If you're listening to this now and you want to get 20 extra minutes of us goofing around, responding to comments, reading extra stuff, having just a, a good old chinwag, that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at DCMIHatePie. I'm at Lidoral Citrus. I'm at Laura Ducky B. And we'll see you guys next week. Music